I'm Jack Draper. Shout out to Quality Shot Tennis. Hey guys and welcome back to the channel. It's another preview and prediction video and we're going to be going over Iga Sriontek versus Emma Raducanu in the fourth round of Indian Wells. I cannot wait to get into this. It's going to be an extremely, well, let's say extremely anticipated matchup anyway. Whether we're going to get a highly competitive one is another story. We're going to break it down. Before we do, though, remember to hit that like button. Do subscribe if you are new and also do leave a rating or review if you're listening on a podcast platform. Also, thank you to all our members. It really is greatly appreciated. Any contribution towards our channel uh, through YouTube or podcast platforms as well. Um, it all goes back into the channel. And of course, make sure that you guys can get as much content as possible. So, And as much quality content as possible. Okay, let's break this down. So what we're going to do first is we're going to talk about how both players have been playing currently. So mainly at Indian Wells, I'm going to talk a little bit about their previous matches as well. Then I'm going to talk about their head-to-head. -head. Uh, they've only played each other twice, uh, once really, uh, on the WTA Tour. And then I'm going to talk about stylistically how uh, they match up against each other, uh, catering in the previous match and also their current form and what we can potentially look out for, what tactics both players might employ and what they should employ potentially as well, and ultimately give you guys my predictions. So let's get into it. So Sviontek and Raducanu, both players, you know, are very popular figures on tour, of course. Sviontek just beat uh, Andrescu yesterday, last night. Uh, I covered that match. Thank you to everyone that did join the commentary for it. It was a very exciting match. She won in straight sets in the end. 6376 six, although Andrescu was 4-2 and 40-15 up on her serve in the second set probably should have taken the second set the first set as well probably should have been a tiebreaker at least it was very very tight and that's probably highlighted by the fact that Shrontek saved 4 out of 8 break points Andrescu 3 out of 8 so both players had 8 opportunities apiece and it wasn't plain sailing whatsoever and I think Andrescu maybe has given someone like Raducanu a little bit of a blueprint and they're similar-ish types of players. So we'll talk about that a bit later. But Shriontek wasn't quite at her incredible best. She was making more errors than I think we're maybe used to seeing. Missed quite a few overheads uh, and quite a few errors on the ground strokes as well. That is something to keep an eye on, I think, um, against Raducanu. Now, the question is going to be, is she going to play like that two days in a row, two matches in a row. Now, the answer and more, more probable outcome is going to be no, uh, because it's very unlike uh, the, the great players that they tend to have two, three terrible matches in a row. Well, not terrible, I think that's a bit harsh, but two or three matches where they're not playing their best level in a row. And I think Sviontek, uh, you know, looked a little bit off. I do think Andrescu, the way that she was defending, making Sviontek play that extra ball extra two balls extra three balls at times did fast straight here she was missing she was still being aggressive as she's tried to be throughout the last year year and a half uh, but ultimately the errors were leaking a lot more than probably expected Radicanu now Radicanu against Haled Meyer a good match and some big hitting as well from both players here um, it was a tight match a very tight match, which ended up winning 6-1-2-6-6-4. Now, Raducanu seems to like these courts and also seems to like the balls as well. Now, she's timing the ball extremely well from what I've seen, and that's a real positive for her. 
I think the big question mark is going to be around how does she match up against Shriontek and we'll get into that in more depth in a second but let's just focus on her match against Hadid Maia and how she's played throughout this tournament I think she's been good I wouldn't say she's been excellent but I think she's been good and there's been some very positive signs I think especially on the ground strokes on the forehand the backhand the way she's been striking the ball which will give people confidence if they're rooting for her to go on and go deep in this tournament so that's positive her first set percentage was up as well at 66% which is good First serve points won 69%. Second serve points won 50%. So that's pretty solid. Saved three out of five break points. That's good as well. Had a mayor save five out of eight. So not too bad there. You know, I, I think she had a couple of match points before she ended up converting. And that's fine. That can happen. Um, but she closed it out in the end, which is the most important thing. Had the composure to do so as well. For Radicanu, I didn't really have huge expectations of her going into this tournament in all honesty I actually didn't think she'd even make it this far so the fact that she has got to this stage it, to me is impressive the question is she's coming up against the world number one in Igish Fiontech is she the most informed player maybe I think Krachikova uh, maybe Sabalenka uh, Rebecca, those types of players as well are also very dangerous and probably I think they've created like a four at the moment I think the four most Dangerous players on tour at the moment, I think, are those four, including Shriontek. Now, how do they match up that against each other? And actually, before we do that, let's quickly and very briefly, because I don't want to talk about too much, talk about uh, their one head-to-head matchup, which was uh, on the clay. Now, I was in Stuttgart, which was the indoor clay. I have to say, different conditions in the sense that, obviously, there were still conditions. But in terms of the pace of court, it actually played quite similar to Indian Wells. Uh, of course, different surface is clay. This is hardcore. But if we're talking about the speed of surface, this Indian Wells surface is very slow. Now, this clay court at Stuttgart, if I remember correctly, is a slightly quicker clay court. It probably is around the same speed, I would say. And now Radicanu actually played pretty well against Shviontek. She lost 6-4, 6-4, but she gave a good account of herself. Now, she will take some confidence from that match and take it into this one, I'm sure. Also, the fact that she's been playing as well as she has been will be a good uh, confidence boost. And she'll also look at the Andrescu match against Fiontek and say, well, hold on. If Andrescu can cause her problems, why can't I? I'm also a US Open champion like Andrescu. So, let's talk about how they match up then. And what we can potentially look out for and should be looking out for. Well, Iga Svantec, as I said, hasn't necessarily been playing her best tennis. Now, let's talk about the serve return dynamic first because that's always what I like to start off with because I think it's a very important dynamic in any match. Svantec's first serve generally has been pretty good in the last year, year and a half. She's been hitting her spots and I think, you know, she's been managing to get quite a few free points off that first serve as well. Against Andrescu, she the accuracy wasn't quite there. Now, Andrescu's also a very good returner, but she probably didn't make as many first, first serves as she'd like. <clears throat> On top of... I mean, she made 68% in the end, but I think what probably would have been disappointing to her, actually, is not necessarily maybe the amount of first serves made, but the win percentage behind the first serve, because what she's really, I think, 
worked on and implemented really effectively into a game is a serve on forehand combo or serve plus one, even on the backhand side. It's very effective normally. And she was only winning 62% of her first serve points, which isn't that high. 43% behind her second serve. Now, that to me tells me that, okay, yes, Andrescu probably was returning quite well, which she was, and she is a very good returner generally. But Sviantek also wasn't serving as well as she could in terms of hitting her spots, but more importantly, probably wasn't backing it up as well as she normally would. Now, that's because of a mixture of errors and also great defensive work from Andrescu. Now, Radicon is going to have to take some inspiration from that. She's also a pretty natural returner as well, I would say. Uh, I think she is pretty good at being able to set the ball early uh, and then also try and put the opponent on the back foot. She tries to uh, get at least to neutral in those return points as quickly as possible. And that's why she's always looking to break people. And I think that will put her in good set against Sviontek. She'll be hoping that Sviontek's first set percentage is lower than maybe that 68%, but also be hoping that she doesn't back it up as well as she has been in the past year, year and a half. And it's more looking like how she played against Andrescu. So there's a few options here. Now, I think with Sviontek, it's interesting because I don't think Radicanu necessarily has a weaker wing to attack on the return. I actually think her backhand return is pretty solid and her forehand return is also not too bad. I think she's pretty equally good on both wings. So I think for Sviontek, the key is going to be mixing it up. These courts are slow. She'll probably utilize the kick serve at times uh, and also the slice serve out wide on the juice side, for example. It'll be interesting to see how Radicanu returns, how many returns she's able to make into play. And also, how does she fare against the second serve of Sviontek? Because what Andrescu did really well against Sviontek was attack that second serve and really put her under pressure. She rushed her in a lot of the points, uh, and that's why she ended up not winning a huge amount of second serve points. I'd say for Radicanu, she needs to do something very, very similar. Um, I think she needs to step on the back foot, or sorry, step on the front foot even, and try and be aggressive on the second serve return and make sure that she is trying to get on the front foot pretty much straight away. Um, and rather than saying, okay, I'm happy to get to neutral or I'm happy to stick in the rally and start it, no, no, say, I want to try and be the one dictating proceedings in those second serve return points. Uh, and I think she'll probably have the mentality that any second serve return point should be hers to win. Like, I don't think that's that's wrong. The, the big, though, not sticking point, but the thing, thing, big thing to work out or look out for even is whether Raducanu is going to be able to take the ball early and at shoulder height because if Shontek's hitting that kick serve on the second serve, which, which she will, we know that, is she going to be able to control that return because she likes taking the ball early inside the baseline, does Raducanu on the second serve return. So it'll be interesting to see how she fares. She should be able, she should be okay, uh, but she needs to also make sure she's controlled in that uh, in those positions as well. So we'll see how she gets on there. But Shontek's first serve, of course, we know how good it can be. Question is, does she hit her spots as she has been doing in the past, or does she serve like she did against Andrescu, where she's actually at times going into the body, which most of these girls are. are good enough to be able to get around and hit a backhand or forehand and get into the rally uh, as well uh, in those points and get to neutral pretty quickly. For Radicanu, 
she needs to serve really well in my opinion. I think she needs to be serving at sub 65%, I think first serves in and not just first serves in, but her first serve points one percentage probably needs to be above 70% at least. She needs to back it up nicely now. Shviontek, like Radicanu, is a very good returner, and arguably Shviontek is the best returner on tour. Now, there's probably going to be some breaks of serve, I'd imagine, in this match. Now, what Radicanu needs to be really good at is making Shviontek second guess at times uh, when it comes to return positions and return patterns. She can't just be one-dimensional and say, I'm going to go into the forehand, I'll go into the backhand uh, consistently. She should have a game plan, yes, but she also needs to mix it up a little bit as well. Um, it will be a balancing act because I think, you know, one thing that she does utilize quite well is the slice serve out wide on the juice side. She also hits a good kick serve as well on the ad side. Uh, she was going down the tee quite nicely from the ad side against Haddad Mayer because she's trying to access the backhand. Now, Shviontek, similar to, uh, I would say, Radicanu, doesn't particularly have uh, a weaker wing when it comes to returns. Anyway, that's my opinion on it. I actually think her backhand might be more consistent in terms of returns. I think a forehand can can hurt you more, uh, but the backhand's probably more consistent return-wise. So for Radicanu, I think she needs to make a high percentage of first serves as a Big, big, big thing for me. And also, she needs to back it up nicely. So that means being proactive on the first on the first strike, on the one-plus play. I think a lot of that comes down to how Shontex returns, of course, as well. Like, she, if she returns right at the feet of Radicano, it's very tough. She's going to have to dig it out, and she won't be able to get on the front foot. But she needs to be pretty proactive and know where she's going to go with the one-plus shot, trying to hit, hit spots, hit targets as well on that one-plus shot as well. She can't be going down the middle of the court. Um, I think she needs to be pretty much on the front foot straight away in those points because if she's not, I think Shviontek will then step in and that's when then you're in trouble because she defensively, I think Radicanu is not bad, but I would say Andrescu is better defensively than Radicanu, in my opinion, but off- offensively, I would say Radicanu is actually probably better. Um, I think she's got better offense or um, or attacking ability, in my opinion. That That's kind of how I see it. Now, that's the serve return dynamics. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Radicanu does approach it. And is she going to try and flatten out the serve down the tee, for example, and rush Fiontech? Is she going to try and get on the stretch, which I imagine she will? I don't think we're going to see many body serves at all. And on second serve, this is where she could come up against some issues and roadblocks is that Fiontech's going to attack a second serve. And, you know, I was talking about how Fiontech's second serve can be attacked. Radicanu's second serve can definitely be attacked. Uh, you know, it's not a particularly good second serve. It's something that she probably needs to work on. But what was it? I mean, second serve points one was 50% to be fair to her against Haddad Meyer, but against Shriontek, it won't be that. I'd be very surprised if it is, uh, in all honesty. So let's talk about then the ground stroke mechanics and how uh, those rallies might play or the rallies might play out. I think <clears throat> if I... If I was Radicanu, I would do what she's been doing and also then look at Andrescu as well and say, well, yeah, I should be doing that. And when, I, when I'm when i talking about doing that, I'm talking about transitioning to the net. 
Andrescu did it really well against Fiontech. Raducanu also did it well against Haddad Mayer. So she doesn't necessarily need to do anything different to what she did in the last match in terms of transitioning. But I think she just needs to keep at it. And she can't... If I was Raducanu, I would not say, okay, you know what? I've been passed once. Now I'm going to put it in the back. I'm going to put it in the back, put it in my pocket. I'm not going to try and come to the net again. Some people get really, they get very, very, I would say, well, I think their confidence just plummets if they get passed once, especially if they're a player that isn't used to come to the net much. When they get passed once, it's like, okay, that's I'm not going to do anymore. I think sometimes you've got to accept that if you're going to come to the net, you are going to get passed at times. Uh, but if you can more often than not win those exchanges at the net, then you're in a decent position, but you want to be around the 70%, 75% net points one at least, right? Radicon has got good hands in the net. She's got good touch as well. I think she needs to utilize the drop shot at times, try and get Shiontek into uncomfortable positions in the forecourt, but it's got to be a good drop shot. She can't be you know, just hitting a drop shot and it sits up nicely for Shiontek. She's just going to put it away. She does need to try and transition when she can. When she's on the front foot, she's very good at being able to hit the into-out forehand or forehand on the line and then come to the net. Shiontek's backhand is very good. Uh, but what she was doing well, to be fair to Raducanu, is she was approaching a lefty's forehand. Now, she's going to be approaching a righty's backhand, but Shiontek's backhand is still very good. So she's still going to be pretty cautious, I would say, at times coming into the Shiontek backhand. But if I was her, I would be implementing it and just backing herself to hit that approach well enough that she's going to have an easier volley than maybe she'd expect. Uh, similarly, I think, you know, she might mix it up and approach the forehand. That might be a mistake because Fiontek, I feel, has really good range on the forehand in terms of finding good angles, especially cross-court. Uh, but she doesn't want to become one-dimensional and just approach the backhand as well. There could be an element of serve volleying. I know she can serve volley at times. I don't know if she's going to do that against Fiontek because her returns tend to be very well-struck, very flat. I don't know that she'll have time to come in behind the serve. But that's something to definitely utilize. I think she doesn't want to get caught in the backhand to backhand exchanges. Fiontek's backhand is super solid uh, and very good for the most part. I think the backhand to backhand is something that Radicano needs to try and stay away from as much as possible, in my opinion. And if she does get caught into that, she probably needs to try and go line first and get out of that rhythm. Yes, it goes into Fiontek's forehand, which is arguably her strength, and she can then go cross court and open up the court. But I think it's better than getting stuck in that. Also, I think she needs to try and open up on the forehand. Now, something that Andrescu did really well against Fiontek was hit the into-out forehand beautifully uh, and also made Fiontek... Uh, sorry, made Fiontek, yes, yeah, scramble on the backhand side. Now, no one tends to want to defend on the backhand side and no one is particularly excellent at defending on their backhand side. Uh, there's not many players. And I think... With the into-out forehand, the angle and how low you can hit it over the net as well and how well struck it can be, I think she struggles to hit the backhand kind of at ankle height. And it's an awkward one, right? Especially on the stretch. So I think Raducanu needs to flatten out the forehand, especially on the into-out, and try and get similar situations to what Andrescu got against Fiontek, where she was winning points like that. Uh, she was trying to hit the ball early on the forehand and use her footwork. Raducanu's got very good footwork as well. So if she can open up on that forehand side, then she'll have some decent success, I would imagine. Uh, but yeah, she needs to be creative. So that means the interact forehand, as I said, 
she needs to hit a couple of drop shots as well, chuck it in there at the right moments. She's got a pretty good drop shot and also transition well to the net as well in the right moments again. Uh, so it's about picking and choosing your moments, but she needs to vary it up. I'm sure she'll also slice at times. She does like the forehand slice um, in, you know, in, um, in some positions and also uh, tends to backhand slice as well at times. I think she does need to mix up the pace. If she's one pace, Shante will get into rhythm and destroy her in all honesty. I think you know, if they're both going toe-to-toe from the back of the court, most likely Shante is going to come out on top. Uh, so she needs to slice and dice a bit as well. On top of also, Andrescu kind of moon pulled her at times, and it was more variation once every three, four ground strokes. I actually don't mind that, to be honest, and it's almost like a lob. If Radicani is going to do that, it could work. And I think she needs to do it, though, um, and execute it well. It needs to be deep into court. If it's not, it sits up and Radicani, sorry, and Shriontek just tends to get on top of it and crunch it, and then you're in real trouble. So she needs to look at that. Um, and also, it can be a good tactic to utilize if you want to get back into a good defensive position uh, on court as well. Because if you're being rushed constantly, if you hit flatter and flatter and flatter, you're giving yourself less opportunity to actually be in a good position with your feet. Uh, so sometimes seeing that lob is not a bad option. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Shriontek, by the way, it'll be intriguing to see if she does come to the net. She tried to come to the net more against Andrescu, and she has been doing it for the past six months. It's something she's clearly trying to add to her game. Her, I would say her hands at the net are not as natural as Radicanu's, but it's something she's working on. Her approach shots, though, are generally pretty good. It's just her hands of the net can be a little bit iffy at times. Radicanu needs to try and take advantage of those moments, try and pass her lob her. Like, these are opportunities where she's probably not going to be in her comfort zone. So that's why I'm, I, when I talk about drop shot, slicing, dicing, it might drag Shriontek forward to the forecourt into maybe territory she doesn't quite feel as much at home at. Um, so... I think angles are important, a variation, net play for Raducanu. For Sviontek, really, it's in her hands, in all honesty. Uh, if she serves well, she's striking the ball well. If she plays better than she did against Andrescu yesterday, it's hard to see her not winning. And I think generally it's pretty hard to see her not winning anyway uh, because she didn't play that well yesterday and she still beat Andrescu in straight sets. She was playing arguably her best level of tennis since 2019, in my opinion. Uh, so it's going to be a real tough task for Emiratikanu, but hopefully an exciting and competitive match. Let me know your thoughts. Who do you think is going to win? I'm going to go for Sviontek. Oh, it's a tough one. Now, I normally say when Sviontek wins the first set, she doesn't tend to lose. Now, she nearly, or she doesn't tend to get taken to three sets, even. She just always wins in straight sets. She almost got taken to three yes against Andrescu. I can't see her playing that level again, though. I'll say Radicanu will take the first set. So I'll say Shviontek in three, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a straight set victory, honestly, for Shviontek. I am finding it hard to see how Raducanu wins. Um, I think she's going to have to play her best tennis and probably Shviontek's going to have to play similar to what she played like yesterday for that to happen, but we'll see. Right, thank you very much, guys. Stay safe and well, and we'll see you on the next video.